Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the corner where the treats is is this the the passing of the torch right is this what this signifies it comes down to that that front office and what they feel is most important the champ is here we've touched down from a higher plane why you made it here we always look forward to that week because it was always intense you know that we ain't coming back we got to the man the myth the legend dante hall my 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 favorite player growing up was dante hall i love you guys (laughs) too but dante was my guy Get to dashing because you're done on the war feet. This episode of Chief Concerns is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Chief Concerns. I'm Marcus Dash. I'm here with our legendary tight end, Jason Dunn. JD, how you doing, buddy? What's up, my brother? What's going on? What's going on? Coming here, man, from a little victory, huh? Little victory on Monday. Yep. Look pretty good. Look pretty good. A little tough. Divisional opponent. We knew that. We knew it wasn't going to be an easy road. But hey, guess what? We came back victors in Arrowhead, and that's all that matters. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? What's going on? I'm I'm doing fantastic. I mean, likewise with you, I know we were all kind of like, you know, very like high energy on the postgame show on uh, on Monday uh, and late late night, Chief Concerns After Dark show. Um, but, yeah, I mean, whether if the, after hearing what we had to say and then going to watch the game yourself, what was like, were you surprised by anything, or are you like, or were you more impressed by what you saw more so than what you were seeing in the chat on the live feed? I, maybe when I when I went to evaluate it, uh, and some of the things y'all were saying, you know, I was kind of shocked at, uh, and uh, so I had a perspective going kind of going in. But to me, it wasn't didn't seem all that bad. I just like the game didn't really seem all that bad as far as if it was you know, really out of hand, you know, for, for us at, at a certain point. Uh, but some of the things we were talking about, like some of the calls that were being made by the, uh, by the officiating uh, a crew uh, was, was very uh, disheartening, mm-hmm. disconcerting. And it was uh, absolutely just, it, it was, it was ridiculous. I think, especially the one on Chris. Uh, and, and I'll just say this. I don't think no one in the football world, not one. I haven't seen not one person that said that was a great call. Not one. I haven't seen anybody who was like, hey, you know what? Questionable. Not at all. Everybody was like, that's a terrible call. Tony Dungy. I mean, you know, Troy them at that time. I mean, every guy that I spoke to was just talking about how bad that call was. Heck, you had people that was from Oakland 
they were saying how bad that call was, you know? Yeah. And we talking about Oakland back, you know, deep, deep Oakland, you know? So we know they're out there in Vegas right now, but we had some some deep guys from Oakland like, man, that's a bad call. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't, they don't say nothing bad about the Raiders. Yeah. So, uh, but man, that you know, it was it was completely uncalled for for that that call. Hopefully, some things gonna be you know be said and be done because of these things. Uh, I think you need to go back to reviewing some of these particular penalties. I think it'll be good. So hopefully, that's where this will lead. Yeah. When you see things happen like this, hopefully you're sitting there saying, "Well, look, we need to make these things better." Uh, if there's a question, there's a doubt. Uh, we need to put in a process that will rectify the situation of maybe some of these bad calls. Yeah. And that's one thing the NFL has always been known to do as far as it's it, compared to other sport leagues. They act fast when it comes to the things that happen. They, 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 they kind of jump on it. Like, you know, for example, two a thing. As soon as that two a thing happened, they kind of acted fast on that. Any, any quarterback that looked iffy, they're taking him out and getting a concussion protocol. They're, they're, test, they're testing him right away. Um, and you saw that this past week with everybody, you know, you had um, tight ends all, all over the league. I, I think it's, I saw Fryermuth. Um, I, I tape Bridgewater was one of them. Like everybody was good. It was getting yeah. tested for concussions. So they act fast. Yeah, and I, I saw this week they're, um, they're already looking to to do something um, uh, with, with the, uh, to look at the way they're officiating the, uh, the, the, the rough and the passer plays. Um, so hopefully they act on it. Hopefully we're not like on the receiving end, like we were there um, on Monday. Um, yeah, no, I mean, and, and I should look the concussions and whatnot. I, I, I do agree. Things like that. They, they have to be, uh, very cautious with, yes. and they should enforce all those things. Tua should have never got to that point. The NFL, especially you, is going to be the arbiter. All these things are saying we're going to do everything in our power to stop concussions, where you know guys being put in positions or things happening, and that whatever protocol or how it worked failed. It, it absolutely failed, and so I think. Uh, you know, the Dolphins need to be held accountable. I think the guy that they fired is a scapegoat. I'm just, this is me personally just talking about this. I think he was. Uh, but yeah, without a doubt, concussions definitely have to do it. And yeah. so the same thing with, with some of these calls that are questionable have to come in. But I think when you start looking at some of the, uh, you know, roughing the pass on the quarterback, uh, the way that that play was, Man, I, I don't, I don't know what you're going to do. You want to put another yellow jersey or whatever type of jersey that you can't touch the quarterback? Yeah. You know, in the game. I mean, that, I think that's what it's coming to. Uh, I mean, because guy, all guys are getting hit, not just the quarterback. I mean, tight ends, everybody's getting hit. Yeah. So, you know, I, I just think in particular because the quarterback, their position, and you know how they mean to the teams, uh, the importance of them uh, is maybe why this is being magnified even more. But that I think you just really quick on the trick when you start doing things like that. And that's just, yeah. you know, it makes for, uh, you know, people being upset, seeing things like that. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a, one of those things. I mean, I saw, I saw, I made a joke online, like, you know, put up, put, uh, put flag belt on the quarterbacks now. Cause like, if you can't mm. tackle them, Hey, at least said, because defensive end, they get to pull his flag and instead, instead of actually sacking them. I mean, what, what I mean, what right. is it coming to, you know? Um, well, I, I tell you, it, it's either put a flag on them, or if a guy gets close to breathing on them, you better blow the whistle. Yeah, sack. Okay, if we gonna we gonna play this game, then let's play it all the way. Mm. If, if it's even close and the guy's better get in, start the play. Yeah. All right. So that's the way you do that. 
Let's see how they react then. Yeah, no, seriously. That's the thing, too. It, it was a strip sack, so, like, the ball wasn't even in his hands anymore. It was done. Yeah, yeah. And Derek Carr apparently told Chris Jones after the game that he didn't think it was a, a penalty. I mean, he, uh, he, was, he was surprised by it is what he told him. Uh, I bet. Everybody was. So, no, uh, man, but they, they got to get better than that. That's That was just that was just terrible. Yeah. And, you know, luckily for us, it wasn't a game-changing play as far as, you know, us losing the game. Uh, we probably would have won by more than that had we gotten that possession there. But, you know, nonetheless, we won the game. So, you know, on to Buffalo. Um, as the great uh, Bill Belichick said, you know, on to Cincinnati, we're on to Buffalo. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so a few things before we get into the preview of uh, week six with the Buffalo Bills, the, uh, the rematch. Uh, we have some exciting news to share with you guys. Uh, on Twitter, we've kind of uh, teased the giveaways. But um, we got to share with you a little bit more about our uh, new partnership with the GLD shop. Um, so with the holidays fast approaching, we're partnering up with the GLD shop and are giving away $200 worth of Chiefs jewelry. And all you got to do is subscribe and review our podcast on any of the platforms you use. Um, so our subscribers out there, just go download. Uh, if, you, if, you, if you watch us. You know, just go to Apple or Spotify, just give us a review there, and we, or you've, you've already done two of the things right there. Um, and also, to further help your uh, holiday shopping needs, um, we use our promo code CHIEFCONCERNS. It's one word on the GLD shop website to receive 33% off any purchase. Uh, and that's, again, one word, Chief Concerns. Um, GLD, a little bit about them. It's a jewelry website, but they're licensed with, you know, with the M- NFL, MLB, NBA, NCAA, and Marvel. So they have chains and, and, you know, pendants for almost every team and every, you know, every uh, superhero in the Marvel world. Um, so then they're licensed by the NFL and all these uh, all these uh, um, sports leagues. So great stuff, really. They are some badass uh, stuff on there. And also, if you, if, you, if you like the chain look, it's sweet. I'll tell you what. Do you, do you have any of that product with you? Did you sell the people? I, I you know, do, actually. So the people actually. If you do, why don't you show the people what it looks like, man? You know, sometimes people need to see the product in itself. You know, maybe I own, I own somebody, but it looks like, man, true. Give me some bling. I, I You know, I like to, you know, get a good jewelry. Yeah. You know, for real. And so. They, they, have, they have great stuff. And you know what, Jamie, I'm, I'm glad you said that. We're actually going to roll the tape for our, our quick little video on a show that the products we're going to give away to our, uh, to our chief fans out there. All right, so I hope hopefully you guys like the uh, the white gold uh, Chiefs necklaces there. I mean, they're they're pretty badass. Um, it's a shame that I have to give away yeah. to you guys. I, I want to keep it for myself, JD. I want to keep this for myself. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I hear you, man. Send me something my my way. Hey, it looks good, man. So I'm gonna go on the website get those things. Hey, it looks good. So maybe next time I see a little bling on my shirt, that looks like a wonderful, wonderful like Christmas gift that you can have, 100%. right? Yeah. Or a birthday present or something. You know, just anniversary. Just Oh, be just a fan. Yeah. Okay. Buy some nice, you know, for a friend. Mm-hmm. Okay. They'll appreciate you for it. Yeah. So what what better way to uh celebrate and, and show off your your chief's uh uh paraphernalia than something like that that looks beautiful, right? Yeah. And, and the and the and the helmet one. So we we have we have two helmets and we have one arrowhead uh the 
the pendant that we're going to send a, a necklace that we're going to send along. But the the uh, the, the helmet ones they look pretty sweet. They look like the uh, the Terrell Suggs. Uh, I remember after he won the um after they won the Super Bowl, they, you know he had he had the, the, the giant uh, the, the necklace. That's why it kind yeah. of was like a little miniature version of it, but still nonetheless oh, yeah. pretty sweet. Um, mm-hmm. so uh, again, but it's uh, subtle. What's that? No, I was just saying it's subtle. It's like look, it looks nice. It's very subtle. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 100%. No, I, I, like I said, I mean, th- th- this is when I saw this, when I saw these items, I was like, damn, that's, that's just, and the thing is, it's like, you don't really see these often. So it's pretty, like, it's, I mean, it's a rare thing. It's a different product. It's very different. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, uh, to be involved and to get a chance at getting these, uh, one of these items, you must subscribe and review our podcast. And uh, don't forget to use our promo code. And that's one word, Chief Concerns, for a 33% off discount on any purchase on the GLD shop. So I hope you guys enjoy that and to take advantage of the, uh, the discounts you can get there. Um, so JD, you ready for uh ready for Buffalo Bills week, baby? Yes, sir. Let's get it going. I'm ready for these bills to come in. Let's Ooh. go. Let's grow. <laughs> Let's go. Clash of the Titans. Um, okay, so before we get into the, the Buffalo Bills, there's kind of we kind of mentioned the, the Chris Jones uh stuff that happened. And I feel like this it's not it's not the first time we've talked about Chris Jones and, and you know what's been going on this year. Um, so now that we've had a few days to digest the whole Chris Jones rough in the passer, is it safe to say, cause there's a lot, a lot of things going on on chiefs kingdom on Twitter. Um, is it safe to say the NFL officials have something against him? Um, so we get the, we get the, the game changing penalty in the, in the Colts game where he's just talking to Matt Ryan, which you see players do it all the time. You see clips of Tom Brady, you know, mouthing all the people you see Max Crosby, Mahomes getting head to head during that game, you know, talking crap to each other, no flags there, but yeah, Chris Jones gets it when he just says something to Matt Ryan, referee flagged him for that, get the automatic first down. We end up, they drive down and we end up losing that game. Um, and then the, the, one of the worst rough in the passing, um, uh, uh, penalties of all time this, uh, this past Monday against Derek Carr and the Raiders. So do you think Chris Jones has kind of developed some kind of a bad reputations with officials in the league based on just these penalties alone? Yeah, no, I don't. I, I don't. I don't necessarily, you know, uh, buy into that. To be honest with you, just for the simple fact that I think just the officiating that's going around the entire league is, has been uh, really bad. You know that that's one consistent thing that's been happening is there's been some bad calls in a lot of football that's being played. So I've seen it in all you know other games and whatnot. So I don't think they particularly are are picking on Chris. I think they just caught him in, in the bad way, of course, with, with with Matty Ice talking to him and saying something. I'm not sure what he said, but I'm, I'm could speculate. But that incident, and then of course, uh, I know you kind of brought up uh, Crosby and, and uh, Patrick going at it, but you, we don't know what was being said. We don't know what what the conversation was. We just kind of see the antics of it, and people are talking. I don't know if a referee was right there. We don't know if if they were just saying, "Hey, man, you know, lay me down." you know, softer next time or whatever, right? Or I got you on the next game. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I just think that the call that they made against Carr, I just think that was a bad call. It was just an absolute bad call because they went in and conferred. And so sometimes when you do that, you almost had, like you said, you had to have a personal vendetta. Like, listen, you know what? Hey, man, you jumped on this guy. But other referees had to come in and say, no, like, I, I don't think that was, you know, that was uh, the right call. And so... Whoever made that call, I think, is just the official who superseded and coming in and saying, like, look, I'm making the call. I'm making it say, uh, I think that's what it is. And so 
I don't think it was against Chris as far as like them having any type of personal vendetta. I don't believe in, I don't buy into that at all. So if we see it happen in you know, another game or something like that, then it's a little bit different. Mm. You know, it's not like Dennis Rodman. They know we had something against Dennis Rodman. I can remember the, uh, the referee that had some against Tim Duncan, you know, Tim Duncan, you know, he speaks with his eyes, you know, he sucking team up. He's like, what do I do? It's like, your eyes told me everything about how you feel about me. Right. It was the old, I can't even think his name, but, but no, I don't think it's anything against Chris. Uh, I'm not going to buy into that now. Uh, I just, I don't think, I don't think there's anything there. Just two bad penalties called against him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's the old, uh, you, you seem to forget Paris with Billy Crystal, right? Where he's the, he plays the NBA referee. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember, uh-huh. At one point, he snaps in the end. He's like, you're out of here. You're out of here. It's like, what? I didn't do anything to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, maybe right, right. that day, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I just feel like I had to ask that question because yeah, I've seen so much online, people sharing, you know, old Chris Jones, roughing the passers, uh, one being the AFC Championship game where um, I think Chris just like lightly like put his hand down and like hit uh, Brady in like the like, this area, like, uh, bottom of the um, face mask and hit him like, right uh-huh. here. And they call, uh, they call rough in the pass on that. Um, so it's like, yeah, that's your answer. there's your answer on that. It's Brady. I know. That's your answer on that one. Different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't yeah. even think about that guy. What? Huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was another thing I, I know, like uh, yeah, uh, Michael Wilbon, he tweeted um, kind of hinting at this, maybe being a racial thing. I don't know if you saw that. Um, just saying it's like, at what point? So, you know, Brady gets that 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 uh, that uh, that call. Um, Tua doesn't get this call. Mahomes uh, gets thrown away like a rag doll. Doesn't get that call. Um, but you know, at what point are we gonna start asking the questions there? And I think he was he was alluding to it being a race thing. I don't know. If, I don't know if it's so much a race yeah. thing. I mean, I, I've seen I've seen a lot of people comment. Some agreeing with him. Some disagreeing with him. So I just wanted to see if you. I mean, if you think you know, if you if you see anything to that. I mean, I don't see anything to that. But you know, no. I think I think part of it is you know maybe running quarterbacks is different than pocket you know pocket passing quarterbacks. That's one of the things I think is maybe uh, some of the discrepancy, right? So like Cam Newton, everybody was saying how Cam would get hit, and they wouldn't say anything about Cam. Well, he's a bigger quarterback. He's more of a running quarterback. You know, takes off. He's not getting that call. Tom Brady, because of the number of years, because of his status. All those different things. He's like the Michael Jordan. It's the it's the Jordan rule, and so yeah. we got it in football with the Tom Brady rule. That's what it is. So it's not it's not a race thing, not at all. I just think that it's a privilege thing. That's what it is. Tom Brady has an exorbitant amount of privilege because of you know his status, the the number of rings he's won. Right? I mean, he's he's NFL royalty. Okay, Tom Brady, the most decorated uh, football player. Uh, of our time. Yeah. And so that's what that is. I don't think it has anything to do with anything else other than that, other than like me saying, you know, guys that are running quarterbacks, that's pretty much it, you know. Right. So they're trying to use discernment somewhat as far as like that, making that decision about being hit. But I think they need to be consistent. I do. I don't, I don't care. Yeah. But they always say, look, hey, you can treat everybody fair, but you don't treat everybody the same. Mm. And that's the reality. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, consistency across the board. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with that. The The exact quote was a tweet by Wilbon was, let me go further. It's okay to sling Mahomes to the ground, but not Brady and not Derek Carr. 
I'm just asking, but pretty soon it ain't gonna stop with a question. That was what his uh, his tweet was. So that, that that's why I was yeah. that's why I was um, asking that question. So, um, well, I tell you what, maybe once Brady's out of here, I think it's his last year playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe a couple more years. Pat is the one that he's at the pinnacle with everything, and I think he may get that. You know, yeah. I think they'll take care of him like, oh, okay, Pat, like, hey, you know, this is golden, this is golden boy, yeah. this golden guy. You know, take it easy on him. So. And a lot of people made the point was like this guy cares so much about this referee who ref this game. This guy cares so much about this. This this is our referee in the Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl when Mahomes was getting like licks after after the whistle and stuff. All of a sudden, this guy cares about the safety of the quarterback. And I know obviously it's different because you know what just happened two weeks ago with the Tua thing. They're looking at yeah. it more carefully and stuff. But like that this guy, the same guy who ref that game, you know, let Mahomes get his ass beat in that game, and then. um well, he didn't let the you know I think it was our our, our twos and threes O line let us ask it beat, but you know I mean yeah. he could have called a lot of whistles in that game, which which you know he held the whistle on. So I guess that's where the point comes from from a lot of fans at least. Yeah, you know for them, you know he hadn't quite reached that status at that time. To them, they's like, hey man, he's still a young pup in this yeah. thing, and sometimes you got to earn your stripes. That's how it works. Yeah. You know that, that's the reality of it. And yeah. so when you start seeing that this guy is actually the uh, uh, you know, the cash cow for good football on TV, NFL, Yeah, they know we got to take care of this guy. Mm-hmm. Before then, it was like, hey, you know, he might be, a, but, you know, now, hey, you want this thing to work? We got to make sure Patrick Mahomes is being protected and he's on TV, all right? And that'll come down from owners, commission, all of that, because everybody wants to see that battle on TV, they they do. They just yeah. want to see it, and so you know he's 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 getting there to that status. Believe me, he's oh, yeah. almost there. Yeah, yeah. He, he's he's the main event. He's the main event on the ticket. Yeah, yeah. So well, th- th- there you have it, uh, JD. It does not think that Chris Jones is uh, you know being being pinpointed by by the refs, which I I agree with you on that. I, I don't think so at all. I don't, I don't think there is kind of a reputation yeah. with him at all. I mean, no. Um, and also, he's not a dirty player too. So that's also not that's not something too. The one thing he had like he was like Nabi Kinsue, who had done a lot of dirty things. Chris has not done anything like so. There is no like reputation there. I just you know, right? Yeah, he don't not stomping on hands or you know heads, and he ain't doing any of those things. Yeah. So, um, you know, he just beating beating centers and and guards to death. Yeah. So. Yeah. In the parameters of the game, he's you know he, he's do, he's doing stuff to these guys. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Um, okay. So our next topic this weekend coming up, we'll be playing in the rematch to what many say is the best NFL game and best NFL playoff game um, of all time. Many say this uh, where Mahomes famously scored to get to OT in 13 seconds and ended up winning in overtime. Um, and what was probably the biggest heartbreaker in NFL history. That for damn sure. That was definitely the biggest heartbreaker. Buffalo Bills fans thought they had that game one. Josh Allen and his whole family thought they, they had that game one. But anyway, uh, leading up to this point, both teams are four and one. Um, they have the top two scoring offices in the league. And, you know, this might surprise some people, but the Chiefs have the number one scoring offense in the league. And that's without Tyreek Hill. So just for many people who thought that wasn't going to happen this year. So the Chiefs have the number one scoring <laughs> offense. Bills number two. Um, those are the current Super Bowl favorites uh, in Vegas's eyes. Uh, the Chiefs are the second highest team with the Super Bowl odds right now. So you got the top two Super Bowl uh, favorites uh, in this game on uh, on Sunday. So that's interesting. Um, oh, okay. Interesting. I, I thought we were going to be number three or something, but number two. Um, so the Bills just robbed the Steelers by 30 points on Sunday, uh, and the Chiefs just snuck by the Raiders. Um, 
So my question is, JD, with all things considered, you know, with a team that's you know, eliminated the Bills the last two years in the playoffs, um, and then in the, in the fashion that we did uh, this past uh, this past playoffs, who has the bigger edge going into this game on Sunday? Huh. Who has the bigger edge going into the game? Oh, who has the bigger edge? Uh. You know what? I'm, I'm going to say the edge is going to go to the Chiefs because of you're playing in Arrowhead Stadium, okay? You're actually going back to where the biggest disappointment ever happened to you. So mentally, you can still I can still be messing with you, right? Uh, and so hopefully that, that's weighing in on them. I do. I hope that's, that's weighing in about what happened to them last time they was in the stadium, how disappointing that same feeling is coming out. I hope when they're flying here, they are wallowing in all of that agony what they went through last year. Seriously. And so they'll remember once they get in Arrowhead, they're going to see the fans booing them and saying all different things. So I'm just going to say the edge goes to the Chiefs because we're playing at home. Okay? So that's that's my assessment of it. Uh, I, I just I just think, you know, when, you, when we play at Arrowhead, we're playing at home. Uh, and – they got us as the underdog, by the way. They got us four points. <laughs> I just, it's crazy. Uh, look, I know what Arrowhead is. They know what Arrowhead is. We've seen plenty of people talk about, uh, former players, the significance of Arrowhead and the ambiance and the environment that you're playing in. Mm. And it's going to be a hostile environment for those guys. Uh, and I hope they, they have nightmares from that time and we continue to give them nightmares. It's coming up on Halloween. So we're just going to be Jason and, and 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 Michael Myers on these jokers uh, come Sunday. Yeah. Um, little Freddy Krueger in nightmares. Giving them nightmares. Oh uh-huh. yeah, <laughs> Freddy Krueger. <laughs> uh, so you you brought up a good point, and this is something that like you know, la- I think last year we kind of had a similar question when we when we played them. Like you know, is this the lingering you know losing the AFC Championship game last year? Is that is that lingering in their minds when they come to play this year? And you, and you guys now have a new team, new season and stuff. But I think you brought up a good point. It's in the fashion, the way they lost last year, which kind of like once they get to the field, that's so hard to not think about and how close they came to winning that game. And like you thought you had it. And like now you're you're back into that, like that, that, that dream world, really, because they, 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 they a lot of those guys said that they didn't feel like it was real. They just didn't, they couldn't understand them. I, mean, I think Josh Allen sat there and, and like just on the bench for, for for like another hour after the game, he couldn't believe what what just happened. I mean, that's hard to get over, right? When, yeah. when a loss like that. Oh yeah, man, it's tough. It's tough. I mean, he had to think right there. Thirteen seconds was that changed everything, right? I mean, you you know everybody was going in and look. And, and to be honest with you, uh, the Chiefs were the same way before they went and scored down. To be you know, the Chiefs had to handle it. I mean, we stopped Josh Allen's on their fourth down. Game's over. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so we didn't stop him, and they, they get a chance. They go down, and they score. And it's just like, oh, man, it's over. And there was a, a sigh of relief. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe. You know, they was they was elated because they beat the Chiefs, and they, or at least they thought they beat the Chiefs, you know, in Arrowhead uh, during that playoff game. But then at 13 seconds, and, you know, Kelsey and, you know, do it, Kels, do it, Kels, though, do it, Kels. You know, the, the old Grim Reaper coming out with the sickle. You know, giving the Tyreek Hill and guys go down, 13 seconds change everything. Buckner kicks a beautiful uh, uh, field goal. And guess what? Hey, 
the course of history has changed, right? The course has changed. So I think that is going to weigh on significantly. I do. There's a lot of different pieces this year on both teams. Mm. And so they're going to do the job of just having them guys capture the moment of what this thing means for them. Right. Uh, and just letting them know, uh, look, and I'm sure the guys who were the young guys who coming in, everybody remembers that play. Everybody remembers that game. Was, I'm sure they was, when they was in college, they was watching it too. Everyone. And so everyone, everyone was watching it. If, if, if you didn't watch it, you heard about it. Yeah. So, uh, I know this this is going to be a, a great game. It's going to be a great game, a hard-fought battle. Mm. Uh, but like I said, that's why I give the edge to the Chiefs, man. I just do. So we'll, we'll see. And, and look, I, everybody's sitting there talking about how great the Bills are. All right, I'm going my little ramp right now. Mm. But they're not an unbeatable team. You see them get beat, mm. okay? They almost got beat by the Ravens. So yeah. they could have had two losses. Easy, yeah. easy. The, the, the teams they beat is the one of four Steelers, okay? And what is it? The uh, uh, two and three Rams. So, and the three and two Titans, that's that's, that's who they beat. Mm. That's their wins. And the Ravens, three and two, which they should have lost to. Yeah. So, it's not like they're an unbeatable team whatsoever. I, I just, I don't buy into it. I, you know, I get Josh Allen is, is a great football player. He's a great quarterback. Taking nothing away from him. They have great wide receivers. In Diggs and in Davis, right? McKenzie, their running game is just suspect for one. Okay. They suspect. They always have been uh, the past few weeks. Their defense has gotten better. They got a better defense. Okay. They do. But I think we're ready for that. I think we're ready for that. Spaz going to have something for Josh Allen and the the wide receivers. Okay. And and Knox, I don't know if Knox is going to play or not. Mm. He's going to have something for that. Same thing offensively, and the NBA enemy, they're gonna have something for their defense. Yeah. And so these guys are gonna be ready. They're gonna be prepared. You know, and the Chiefs understand the significance of this game too. Okay. And I'm saying sitting there saying, this here is a battle of like who's gonna be at the top of the NFL after this game is over. Yeah. I mean, this, this is what this, this is how the dust settles after this. Whoever wins this game is gonna be at the top of the NFL at that moment. Mm. And so yeah, it's too early, but this is a great test. It's a great test between two great teams just to see where you are from uh, what it has been these past few weeks. Yeah. But my edge is to the Chiefs. I just think that we have what, what it takes, uh, you know, to, 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 to beat these guys. I do. And this is uh, something that I saw. Um, because a lot of people thought we were going to lose the Raiders because, you know, we were looking ahead, right? Um, and I looked and saw, I, I forgot what the numbers were, but teams that beat teams um, by 30 points, the record the following week is actually a losing record. Teams that win, win, win by 30 the following week, they end up losing, um, but it, it's a, it's a, the, the, they have a higher loss uh, percentage there. Really? Yeah. Wow. Crazy. Um, yeah. You think there's anything to that, us playing in such a close game where we kind of have like, you know, battle for that win versus a team – where Buffalo steamrolled, um, you know, r- rookie start first start for uh, Kenny Pickett, Steelers thirty eight to the three at home. I mean, is there anything to that? Where like they're coming off, a, you know, high school football team versus you know us having to play in an AFC West battle. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, look, you could you could sit there and say, you know, if you have a hard fought game, you're battle tested, you're battle ready. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you just had a harder road to get to where you needed to get to. And so yeah. what that does, it toughens you up. Mentally, it prepares you, toughens you up. When you just got finished blowing somebody out, wasn't really a very good football team, you tend to relax a little bit. So I could see some of that. I could, I could definitely see some of that. Because what ends up happening is, oh, okay, shoot, this last game was like, whew, you know, uh, and, and you took it easy. So you didn't really get the type of hard work that you really needed. You know, it was easy for you mentally to deal with things, easy for you physically. But now you're coming into fighting somebody who is have seen the blows and just had to just went through a hard week. Okay. And they're ready. Matter of fact, that hard week prepared them for this week coming up. Mm-hmm. And so it's all about preparation. I, I so uh it's kind of shocking, but I I I could get, I understand, I get it. I get why that may be, you know, uh a thing. I really do. That's interesting. That's interesting yeah. to hear. I was surprised by that. Yeah, I was watching the um, Colin Coward show earlier, and they 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 talked about that that little nugget, which was like, oh, that's interesting. You know, like you yeah, know I mean? you got to yeah. figure there's not many thirty point blowouts in the in, in NFL. You know, it happened. I mean, it happens, but like thirty points, and then you come back the next week, and you know, you kind of lay down to your opponent because you think you're the best. You know, just, you know, winning by thirty five points. Um, mm-hmm. that's interesting. You see, they, you see- you see these things happen in boxing all the time, right? Yeah. You know, when the guy's like, hey, you know, he's, he's you know, the, the the champion and he's, you know, he's winning by, you know, easy knocking him out in the first round yeah. so he can get to work. And all of a sudden you get a guy who who went, you know, all the way and he's just a fall heart slugging fest coming out. And yeah. so the very next fight, just like, oh, man, this dude, man, it took him forever to try to get that win. He won on a decision, right, yeah. of all things. And then all of a sudden you go and fight this dude, and this dude's hitting you with punches. You know, I'm like, God, Lee, where this? Oh my gosh! And it just—he still has that grit from that last fight. You know what I'm saying? He's throwing punches because he's like, "This is my life now." You know, you just. And so, I think it's part of what it is. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it is, man. And I think you hit on it. The, the schedule that they've had—it's been kind of a softball schedule leading into this. And I know Miami is good. They lost Miami, but uh, you know, Baltimore—they should have lost that game. You know, you talk about yeah. Pittsburgh, um, and then where we've just gone from. Obviously, the Colts game, and then we go from Colts to Bucks. You know, that's every, every that was everyone's NFC favorite, and then we go to Oakland or Vegas. Vegas comes to town, and you know that's an AC West battle. Those you know those go go either way. You know, and we, and we, and we, Vision we, game, crazy. I mean, and, and, and they're coming off these patty cake uh, games, so like there is something to that as well. Um, so yeah, I I, I definitely I, I like that aspect of it as well. Um, oh yeah. All right, so one of the big things that the next topic, one of the big things that we saw on Monday was the offensive line struggles, which was kind of you know night and day from compared to what we saw in uh, uh, Tampa Bay the last week. Um, you saw the offensive line struggling uh, to get much push up front as far as running the ball. Um, thankfully, McKinnon, uh, you know, ran his ass off in that game. He looked good. Um, looked like the playoff uh, McKinnon we had last year. Um, and we we could in the first half of the game at least it was hard to get the Raiders pass rush not in the back that we you know we made Chandler Jones who's got you know had pretty much hasn't really done much this year get back there and beat uh, OBJ on pretty much everything in that first half got everything he wanted um, and they sacked Pat three times the thing about that is going into that game they had five sacks in the season after that game they now have eight so they pretty much it was eclipsed their season total in that game alone um, against us so uh, Raiders are tied for thirtieth in the league uh, in uh, sacks. Bills, on the other hand, fifth in the league with 16 sacks, um, and the Bills have given up the second least amount of rush yards on the season uh, next to the Niners. So, stout against the run, 
and Goody gets a pass. And this Bills team checks off all the boxes. I mean, as far as what you want when a in a criminal a crime defense. Um, so what do you think? What does the offensive line have to do this week to to kind of keep these guys this defensive front off of uh, of Pat and uh, allow our run game to kind of do its thing? What does the O line need to do this week? Okay. So I think I think part of uh, what they have to do is they got to make sure um, protecting Pat is they got to make sure up front the depth of the pocket is secure. Okay, I think that's it starts up front, and then all of a sudden when we're talking about you know the pass rush from outside, Von Miller still being effective, right? He's, he's still a, a beast out there, incredible player. You have to make sure that you are in kickback, not getting beat inside, and you have a back or somebody chipping and helping. I think it's the key to victory. So your technique, your your footwork, all those things got to be on point, you know, with these guys. Uh, if you do that, because what we end up doing is Patrick has the ball. He's already five to seven yards deep, seven yards deep when he catches the ball, and then he retreats another five. So it's like 12 yards. So the defensive ends know, like, look, I'm going to keep coming to a point because Patrick is dropping back really far, okay, far enough where a tackle, he can't he can't keep retreating to stop me from getting to the quarterback, okay, because he's just going to keep going back further. But we, we see Patrick sometimes when he retreats, he just keeps backing up, backing up, backing up, trying to buy time, and he can't do that. He's got to, when he gets the ball, excuse me, he's got to step forward. He's got to step up, okay, that's why it's very important, very paramount that those guys up front secure the inside uh, part of their pocket. They, the depth of the pocket is very, very vital to the Chiefs' success. And number two, just not in the pass protection, but in the run blocking. Hey, you got to run downhill, baby. Okay, it's the same thing when we went against Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay had a great defense. They got fast defense. Okay, what do you do with speed is you go and you hit these guys in the mouth. All right. That's what you do. I don't think that the Bills uh, defense alignment, the defensive tackles is as good as some of the guys that we played. I just I'm just be honest. I really don't. I think they're guys. They do a good job of rotating, keeping guys fresh. I think that's pretty much kind of like their formula. That's what makes them very effective. But I think the main thing you have to do is you got to run at these guys, get great double teams and get up to the second level. I think once you do that, run down the hill, get up the field. Hey, you're going to soften up that defense and it'll soften up that pass rush too. Okay. I think if you run the ball effectively uh, with uh, CEH, uh, McKinnon, and Pacheco, then you're going to have success. And so I think that's the victory that you, well, that's the, the keys to victory, what you need to be effective against this Bills defense. Now, uh, against their offense, I loved what we did last week. A lot of people didn't like it, but to me, I, I could see what Spags was doing. Spags was trying to get those guys prepared. He was trying to get them forced in this fire. And what he was doing is he was having these guys go man-to-man, one-on-one against the top receiver in the league, arguably the top receiver in the league in Devontae Adams, okay? And so it wasn't like you had like a chopped liver out there in the receiving core because you still had Wally, you still had Renfro, you had Hollis, you had a uh, uh, another guy, I forget what's his name, uh, but you know, good guys. Carr's a good quarterback, but Fenton, uh, Watson, 
these guys are going to be challenged. Okay, we're going to get McDuffie back this week, right? Correct, and McDuffie coming back this week. Yep. So yep. he's got to come back. You know, he's got to still get in shape because he's been out for a while. But he wanted to challenge these guys. Spaz is going to be ready. He's going to run some blitzes. He's going to run a lot of different, uh, co- co- you know, combination coverages uh, to kind of throw them off, maybe look like man, but actually have a little bracket doing some things, maybe some zone, switch some things up. But the main thing is you got to get to Josh Allen. And when you get to him, you got to get him down on the ground because he's a big, strong man, and he will absolutely uh, run you over if you're not ready. So I think at Young Secondary, what I like about them so much is because they're very confident in their ability and in their skill set because they have great ball skills, I think they're going to be fine. And so I have no, I have no problem with you know, our, our, our secondary. we got great linebackers doing a tremendous job. Uh, and then our guys just getting after it. So uh, Dunlap, uh, Frank Clark, you know, Kolopkis, all those guys, Chris Jones, we need those guys this week more than ever getting to Josh Allen. And so like Chris was saying, he was, he kind of got on himself about some of the things they, they weren't able to get on the tackles with, with uh, Josh Allen too. So that's the keys for victory for me, offensively and defensively. I think if you stay with that formula, uh, it, 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 you know, it should be the keys to victory. For the amount that Josh Allen runs the ball, how important is Nick Bolton um, on defense? Uh, they really don't have a run game. He's their run game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Nick does a great job. You know, he, he's sideline to sideline. He got that's going to be able to, to roam. And, he, you know, we know he's a, he's a sure tackler. Does a great job. Harris came in and did a tremendous job with what he's been doing. So I, I like the guys. I like, you know, linebackers to, to make plays. And I think these guys will be able to do it. And so uh, if we run some twists, you know, like I said, we do some stunts, we run some some blitzes, shoot little corner blitzes. You know, off the off the slot, you know, kind of throw them off, and it change things. And the thing is, you got to get them in third and long. That's what you want to be able to do. Get them in third and long, okay? Uh, and you do that, you make them make some errant throws, or you make Josh run, okay? Let him try to run for the first down, and then you go just go stop him. Yeah, sounds sounds good to me. I mean, uh, one good yeah. thing that, that they don't have um, compared to what we played last week, Josh Jacobs. They have a you know a bell cow running back. Bills don't have that. Josh Allen really is their bell cow, so to speak. Um, so like that that helps us in a way as far as they don't really have a run game. You know, Singletary's good, but he's not he's not Josh Jacobs. You know, and they really haven't really gotten the run game going this year. Yeah, but that's 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 the thing. You got to disrupt the timing of it, right? And so if they don't have that guy that can run the football. Uh, I think a guy's going to do, you know, well up front defensively, you know, against their offensive line. Uh, but like you said, the key is, you know, stopping Josh Allen from running the football. Yeah. And so when you have a chance to put your hat and hands on this guy, you got to make sure you get him down and you make sure he pays for it every time you hit him and just keep laying on him and keep hitting him. It's almost the same thing like uh, like Herbert when he came in. Keep hitting him. Keep going after him. And Spags going to have something like that dialed up. You know, Spags – but I like it because Spags – Trust those guys in the secondary. Uh-huh. I think our secondary, also they're young. I think skill what skill set and all of that, uh, they're much better than it was last year. Yeah. And I, and I think part of the reason why we kind of, you know, upended that secondary was because of that game we played against Buffalo. Gabriel Davis breaking oh, yeah. down every playoff record against our secondary seemed like. Yeah. It, a lot of it was just poor communication. 
Like Gabriel Davis got open. I was like, well, how did he get open? Like nobody was around him. They looking at like, what happened? Like what's so I, I don't think we have to worry about that, man. I think these guys read the one here those guys gonna do a great job. Sneed, yeah, definitely. Is that something like because of what happened in that game last year? Is that something like when we in a game in the week this week, like practice leading up to that? Is that something that they're taking note of? All right, guys, we had a lot of freaking mess ups in communication last year. Let's make sure we're mindful of that this week. Is that something they're kind of keying in on just so that doesn't happen again against the same opponent? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, that's a very important part. Is everybody communicating, everybody being on the same page? Uh, you know, because if, if you're not, these guys will make you pay, man. They will make you pay. We know that shit. Gabriel Davis just had a huge game uh, last week. You know, they made the cuss on here. <laughs> yeah. He did a huge game last week. I got him on my fantasy, so I was just like, "Oh shoot, it's not gonna hit for this." Oh yeah, but you know, don't let don't let him get behind you. And and a lot of it is just getting you gotta get to him. You gotta get to Josh Allen. That's yeah. part of the problem. You know, they don't they don't have they, you know, shoot. The Steelers don't have their guys on the outside. They ain't got you know, uh, T.J. Watt and uh, the other guy was out too. I can't think of his name at the moment. High Smith. Uh, yeah, and so. That's tough. You, hey, hey, you don't get Josh Allen, man. He's going to make you pay with that big arm, these guys. So. Yeah. No, and I know we talked good about the Bills' uh, pass for our 16 sacks in the season. We're not that far behind him at 13. So, you know, I mean, anyway, let's give our guy, you know, give our guys our flowers or 13 sacks. We were scared by the yes, pass going into the season. And look, it's looking great. And our guy, uh, George the Animal, Carl Loft, is, you know, the, he's got his first sack of, the, of uh, his career on uh, Monday. So. Yeah. Half sack. Give him a half one. Half sec, half sec. <laughs> Sorry. We, 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 I said it, it was his. He had it. Yeah. You know, because the other guy didn't really have to touch him. He, George had it. He had it. He had it. You know, <laughs> but no, it, no, that's good. That's good. Um. All right. So I think I know we're already leaning with this, JD, but the, for the final topic or game prediction, Chiefs are currently a uh, four point underdog at home again. And I believe the spread, the spread has been fluctuated from three and a half to four points, but it opened up as a four point underdog at home. Against the Buffalo Bills, Bills coming off a 30-point blowout win over the Steelers. This is also the first time in the Mahomes era where he is an underdog at Arrowhead. Isn't that crazy? And you mentioned it earlier, but it's his first time he's an underdog at home. Crazy. Um, so, J.D., what um, – now the keys to victory, you already laid that out for us. But who do you have winning this game on Sunday at 425? And, we, and of course – we're getting the same crew we had during the playoffs last year. That's Jim Nance and Tony Romo calling this one. So nothing more fitting than having Nance and Romo call uh, Chiefs Bills. Uh, you know, I got the Chiefs winning. Okay, got the Chiefs winning, and and I'm I'm this is where I'm this is where I'm at with this. I think it's going to be a, a, a shootout, high powered game offensively. Um. Uh, but I'm looking right now, uh, 35 to 24 Chiefs. Oof. Two possession game, huh? They were going by two possessions? Yeah. I, I just, I think, you know, everybody's going to give their best blows. I do. But I, I, I think, to be honest with you, the Chiefs are going to come out victorious. I think what's, what's going to happen, it's going to be the coming out part. They've been waiting for these wide receivers to show up. You watch what they do this game. You watch what they do. And I think it's going to be another one. To maybe Jordy Forrest can get another one down there. They're not going to let Travis Kelsey beat you. I think that's the main thing they're going to be trying to stop, okay? 
That's that that's going to be the guy. But also, too, I think our running back is going to have a pretty good game. I do. So look for the wide receivers and running backs to have a good game against this defense. You know, they're, look, their power is at, at, at front line. Once you get to that secondary and, 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 you know, the second level, then all bets are off. That's different. When you start doing that, you get to them, okay, this is a little bit di- different challenge, okay? Now, guys can play with those guys all day. I ain't got no problem with that whatsoever. As long as you keep Patrick up, keep him protected, you let that running back chip and go out to the flat, we'll do the chip and the little quick little uh, swing. Mm. I think, man, it's going to be a 35-24 Chiefs. That's where I'm at. Um, so looking at this, so I guess in the time that we we talked we we talked when when I sent the when I sent the questions for tonight, Bills are now a two and a half point favorite. So it's gone up. So now it's gone it's gone down. So now Chiefs are a two and a half point underdog. So it seems like the money's starting to come in on Kansas City a little bit. So that's bringing that line down. So now it's at twenty two and a half uh, point favorite. So you already have the Chiefs winning by eleven. Um, so in regards to you saying this game is going to be 35, 24, 59 points. The uh, total points for this game, which is the highest uh, point total for the, any of the games this weekend, um, 54. So you have the over on that one. 54. Okay. What is uh, – what's the line? Where is it at? It's now two and a half points. So uh, Chiefs okay. are two and a half point underdogs. For, for the total? For the total? Uh, the to- total points is um, is 54 points for the entire game. For the total okay. Points. Ooh. So you're five points okay. off. I was going to say, I'm looking at this. Okay, I might switch it up. Okay, switch it up. All right. Let's go 24-31. Ooh. 31-24. Okay. That's so where I'm at. So right over. Yeah, right over a little bit. Yes, right over. What, 31, why, 24. What's the change? What why'd you uh why'd you make the change? Uh the 35 was just may we may stall out on a touchdown and we may get you know a couple of field goals. Uh uh-huh. that's what I'm looking at, maybe. You know what I'm saying? As opposed to that, but but they're still gonna be victorious. Yeah, you know, 31 24. And I think the Bills will probably get a touchdown late to get the 24. That's what I'm looking at. That's what I'm thinking. Mm. They're not gonna come out and just start shooting and just like just I don't I don't see that. I'm seeing the you know the Chiefs going in and scoring and and letting people know exactly who they are. Mm. And so I'm just feeling like maybe the pace of the game, you know, toward the end because it's gonna, you know they're more one dimensional. They're a passing team anyway, right? So yeah. they they can score. They're gonna move the ball, move the chains down the field. They'll they'll they get 24. But the Chiefs still gonna beat them 31 24. That's where we at. I, I got like that. It. That's that's it. Mark my words on it. 31 24, man. Put money on that one. I, I feel that. Woo! I like it. If I was a bet, man, I put money on it. I might have to do it, JD. I'm I'm I might throw with it. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I'll tell you what, looking at these lines here, you got the um it's just so, so contrast. We start the week, we start the weekend off with tomorrow night's game, the um the commanders and bears. Um, uh-huh. that's, that the t- total points for that game is 38 points. Then you just a contrast. You go to our game, 54 points. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, man. I feel for those Bears and uh, Commanders fans. I really do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> yeah, you, you, 
Dude, you just ruined my Thursday night. I'm like, dang, God. That's who's playing? It's, yeah. Oh, well. two, two weeks in a row, awful. I mean, I mean, it might be a high power, a high scoring game, but last week that, that Colts Broncos game, that was just pitiful offense. Uh, and then this yeah. week, 38 points. I'm out. I can't, I can't see a game being any more offensive than that last week, Thursday night game. So hopefully, hopefully something well, comes. I, I got two guys in, in, uh, in my fantasy just playing tomorrow at least. So, okay. Well, actually three. It gives, gives you more reason to watch it. More reason to watch. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I watch because of that, but yeah. <laughs> but all right, people. Now uh, that does it for us. We'll see you guys on Sunday, right after the Bills and Chiefs game to discuss what we just saw in that one. Hopefully it's a good outcome to, to that one. Um, but for everything else, thanks for tuning in to Chief Concerns presented by Bet Online. Make sure you guys subscribe and review uh, the Chief Concerns podcast so you guys can get in on the goodies we're trying to give away, give away to you guys. So we'll see you guys next time. Hi, everybody. Thanks for watching. Subscribe here to get the latest from the show. Also, be sure to check out the best clips from Chief Concerns. And if you prefer to listen to the show, subscribe and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you get podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.